Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast, the only show on the internet where we talk about the things we talk about in the order we talk about them. I'm your host, Tom Zlotny. And I'm back. Yeah! <laughs> Desert is back! Yay! Hi. I'm also eating chocolate, so yeah. forgive the crunching. It's Easter. Mm-hmm. They have to forgive us for eating chocolate at Easter. Mm-hmm. It's a rule. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. part of the Easter tradition. Exactly. So welcome back. Thank you. Glad to have you. It's where, good to be here again. Where have you been? <laughs> um, not sleeping. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, so I have a French class in the in Cours de Français. Is that mm-hmm. better? No, yeah. probably not. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's exactly at this time. So, um, yeah. but not this week, so I can be here. Sweet. <laughs> um, and yeah, just uh, you know, doing my masters, working, volunteering, saving the world. Nice. One step at a time. <laughs> it's good. I, I don't know. It's a time in my life where sometimes I'll just be like, I want a weekend because I don't get one of those anymore. Right. Um, and this break, this Easter break has been so nice for that. But also it's like if I'm going to do the grind, like now's the time to do it. So. Right. Yeah, that's where I've been. Sweet. And I've been listening to you guys. You have a variety of guests now. You know, a I plethora. Like we got like really guest heavy the you past did. couple months. I like, like that though. It's like a news person every week or like sometimes the actual host. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, having having all three of us there last week without a, a guest was like, I think we hadn't done that no. since, definitely yeah. since before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been good. I've been also become obsessed with podcasts recently. Okay. What else Ooh. have you been listening to? So, um, I mean, not to give them any free plugs or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, Up for Discussion is my favorite. But um, This American Life is so good with Ira Glass. Do you yeah. listen to that one? I tried. I couldn't I couldn't get into it. Uh, I think So I think you need to give it a couple episodes, mm-hmm. but then you just get hooked. And, like, it comes out every week, and I get excited a little bit, and then I just... Right away, we'll play it. It's amazing. Um, and we have all these backstories, or sorry, back episodes on uh, online. We have one on what it means to be Canadian. It's quite funny. Huh. So that's a good one to start. Um, the Vinyl Cafe with Stuart McLean. I talk about this quite a lot with people, but it's just so Canadian. Right. <laughs> it's also instilled in me like this wanderlust. Le- what is that word? Wanderlust. Wonder- wanderlust. There we go. Wanderlust. Lust. <laughs> One of the side effects of not sleeping is also not being able to talk. Verbal dystasia. <laughs> Um, yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tom also doesn't sleep, as you can tell. Yeah, Easter's just brutal like that, though, It right? is, yeah. Well, I pulled an all-nighter. Me so. too. Oh, yeah. nice. Did you do the whole, like, all-night? Rub night? the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, we're going to segue out of interesting podcasts. I'm going to just... Segue into interesting s- Easter. Segue into interesting yeah. Easter. So, yeah, Easter at home for me, um, and my church was always like, oh, let's go to mass and we have to go two hours early to get a spot and we have to wear nice clothes and then we have to kind of like sit through like an extra long thing and look at all the nice people in their nice clothes and then awkwardly make conversation and then exit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Easter here is so amazing. I'm like the Catholic community that I go to is the Newman Center and it was it was so beautiful. I think I really did the Easter season right. So mm-hmm. I went to church. Um, Sorry, I need to cough. <laughs> I went to church um like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um and Wait, what was Saturday? Saturday was the vigil. So I don't okay, do right, like the right. morning one, I do the night. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can cough and Sorry. drink water as needed. I know. Right? I was like, you really need to cough, but now he's gonna have to cut this out. No, it's okay. I, nothing gets cut out. It's totally fine. Really? Oh, I'm yeah. really sorry, everyone. So that's a side effect of staying up. I've had a sore throat a little bit, but it's gotten better. Yeah, yeah. So did you guys do the the all night reading of uh, the gospel? Yeah. yeah, we did. It was it's so I just 
have never really appreciated, I guess. Like, I know I'm Christian and the Bible is great and everything, but I've just never had, like, an appreciation for it that mm-hmm. I, like, started to very recently since we stayed up. <laughs> I'm really sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so so basically Friday I just I, – I did this, like, way of the cross around Montreal, and it um, – had the archbishop there and 200 people and I didn't know it would be wow. that big. It was beautiful. Um, it's amazing choir. We went to like four or five churches. Um, one of them was outside at the bottom of McGill College, right on top of Place Ville Marie. Oh, so nice. not a church, but just outside. And it was really lovely. Um, and then I, you know, came home, slept a bit, went to like the service. Um, and then I watched the Passion of the Christ for the first time, which I think is an interesting discussion. Hmm. What are your feelings about that? I didn't like that movie. Yeah. But I was also like 13 when I watched it. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so it was, like I said, the first time I'd watched it. And when it came out, I remember there was a school trip to go see it, but certain grades couldn't go because they were too young. Right. And mine... The 13-year-olds uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. And yeah, mine fell within that. And I you know, didn't really understand it. And then I never watched it. And last year I was supposed to, but didn't really know if I was feeling up for watching, you know, a really graphic, horrible. It's a pretty depressing movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so this year I was like, okay, I'm going to prepare myself. I'm going to go, I'm going to watch this. And it was horrible. I cried so much. It was like, I'd say that there was a lot of creative license taken with it because it is a movie. um, And I like appreciated it. um, But I really think every like, Every Christian or, you know, people who like have at least know the story about the passion mm-hmm. of the Christ should watch the film because it's, you know, you read like, and then he was beaten and flocked. And you're right. Like, oh, you yes. don't get the visual for it. Oh, my you, goodness. Yeah. Whoa. And like, and it was, yeah, it just really sunk in to yeah. me what like the writing was. Um, and so, so yeah, that finished. And then. Everybody just sort of sat there. Like, what do you do when the Passion of the Christ ends and you're watching it in a group? So we, just, <laughs> you know, it, was, it was, it was like almost kind of funny to me when it was done because I was like, of course, like, the, like this is a great line. Like, silence fell over them. Like, the Passion of the Christ had just finished. Like, right. we, we just sort of sat there and then got up and started cleaning up. And then everybody's like, okay, well, see you tomorrow. This is awkward now. But that's kind of that's the Good Friday service to me as well, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I led music at my church's Good Friday service, mm-hmm. and uh, we like. Uh, it was so much fun musically. Like mm-hmm. uh, we did a song from Rent, uh, which was oh, kind of really? cool. Oh, uh, really? And then we ended it with uh, "Were You There When They Crucified My Lord?" Yeah, we had that one too. Mm-hmm. And like we we like I think admittedly the band had a little more fun with that song than we we should have. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we didn't do it irreverently or anything. We were mm-hmm. just all like really enjoying it. And then <laughs> my keyboard player, you know, afterward was like, "I feel like we all enjoyed singing that song too much." <laughs> and and that's the thing. Like you you kind of go out on on sort of a vaguely somber but kind of hopeful note, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you're just sort of like, traditionally everyone just leaves the sanctuary and church is over. Yeah. There's no like fellowship time afterward. They've dimmed the lights. Exactly. And usually we have, you know, like cookies, tea, we all talk, we all catch up. So yeah. we just like hang out the whole night then. But like on Good Friday, it's just, it's done. And when I was younger, I think I never really appreciated kind of the reverence of that. Mm-hmm. But this year I really, you know, I'm glad I did it. Like last year after Good Friday, a bunch of us went over to someone's house and we kind of cooked like a family dinner together, like, right. all pescatarian. Um, but it was just like, it wasn't reverent, you know, like we were joking around in the kitchen right. and we were like, and this year, you know, I went home to my house. I cooked my my salmon dinner. I called my mom and then I went to bed and that whole day was just very reverent. And I, you know, I don't take time like that. I don't 
take right. time to be silent. I don't take time to be alone. I don't take time to reflect that much. But, you know, for one day a year, I feel like it was really good. Mm -hmm. And it also made a difference in my Easter. Like, I really appreciated kind of yeah. the joy of it. So Totally. Yeah. I think that's the the anticipation of Easter. Yeah. I always build up from Saturday night. Because mm -hmm. the, the Saturday during Easter is sort of a weird, like, rest period, yeah, right? Yeah, I find it, yeah. Yeah, like, there's not, there might be, like, a vigil in the evening, but generally there's not really much going on that day. Mm -hmm. And, like, a lot of people just kind of skip it and, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, you have a good Friday. And then on Sunday, you're just like, okay, well, I didn't do anything yesterday, but now I'm super excited <laughs> exactly, about Easter. Exactly, yeah. And like, I found because I uh, I knew I wouldn't make it to my church's sunrise service if mm -hmm. I went to bed uh, and I was supposed to play music for that, I was like, well, shit, I guess I'm going to stay up all night. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, you should have come back with us. I should have. Uh, instead, I went to the pub with my roommate and uh, Andy Sherman and another guy. Uh, that sounds fun. And yeah, it was nice. Um, mm -hmm. We hung out until like... The last metro, basically, and then uh, cool. I, I came home and played Pokemon for a couple hours before <laughs> you know showering again and getting ready to leave. Pulling an all nighter is such a weird like, and now time has blended together, and <laughs> I don't know which day is what. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think that. So I do the vigil, like I've done the vigil with my family too. Mm -hmm. And you're right, that like in between period of like Friday and Saturday is so weird. Yeah. And uh, this year I had to work, I didn't get time off. And it was like I went in being so hopeful and like, you know, Easter, it's going to be great. And I just got like yelled at by people, <laughs> the clients. And I just, you know, and it's my job to, you know, sort of deal with that. Right. But I just was like, ugh, ugh. Uh. But I, you know, the part of it was like, okay, it's fine because it's Easter. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, and then I came home and I went to the vigil and it was so beautiful. And one of my friends was um confirmed and oh, nice. baptized. Yeah, so that was something cool that we yeah. could celebrate. Baptisms on Easter are the best. I we love had, it. Uh, yeah. Like a uh, longtime listener, one time guest and longtime supporter of the show, Nathan oh. Proudlove. Uh his uh, his kid got baptized on Sunday. That's so beautiful. And I was just like weeping through the whole thing. Oh. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like I usually cry a little at baptisms. Yeah. Probably sleep deprivation led me to cry yeah. a lot more. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh, it was so nice. Yeah, I know. Well, I had I had people be like, "Do we clap?" And I was like, "Of course we clap!" And we cheered, and, <laughs> and we were it's all Easter, like, "Of course we clap!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then after somebody was like, "When did we turn from you know?" polite applause to like whooping and i was like since literally caveman days like yeah. <laughs> like i think i think like polite applause is a bit stuffy like it's mm -hmm. awesome yeah to you know really celebrate this That's moment it. so yeah, yeah baptisms then, are cool yeah good good on it <laughs> um oh, yeah do you, and guys, then, do you guys do infant baptism or? yes we do okay. well i was baptized as an infant yeah, yeah. so i was born in november and then i was baptized in january sweet on the feast of John the Baptist, so oh. no big deal. A little bit legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> so so yeah, we do those, and um, and then typically what's done is communion is done around the age of seven. Okay, uh, which I still think is quite early to That's understand. Early. Yeah. yeah, exactly <laughs> what it is, mm -hmm. especially like in what it is in Catholic theology. Yeah. But you know, so be it. And then confirmation is is done when you're. It's usually like early high school or like middle school. Yeah, like school, thirteen, I guess. fourteen. Yeah. Um, but still, once again, kind of early to understand. Yeah. I mean, I think people really start engaging in their faith when they start university and they start sort yeah. of thinking about it the same way they think about like science or right. philosophy. Like, let's actively actively engage in yeah. this and think about it and talk with each other about it. Yeah. And that's not to say that, like, you know, a child's faith is still legit. And, yeah, like, for sure. Sometimes in high school you start thinking those deeper things as well. Mm -hmm. But, like, yeah, generally speaking, most people sort of start to take it more seriously later. Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah. Do you do you find like so at my church infant baptism is kind of kind of an optional thing? Mm -hmm. Like we don't like require it or anything, mm -hmm. but it's like 
you know, if someone brings their baby to my pastor and says, can we baptize my baby? He's going to be like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it ends up sort of being a little bit more about the community aspect of it at that point than about mm-hmm. that baby's personal faith and salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe not about their salvation. I think it's about their salvation still, but it's less about their faith, right? Mm-hmm. And more about the community's intention to like support them and growing in that. Mm-hmm. Do you find that? And, and so as a result, we get a lot of people like reaffirming their baptismal vows later in life. Mm-hmm. Do you find you get a lot of that at Newman as well, where people are like older and they're like, well, I was baptized as a baby, but like I want to redo this now because it actually means something oh, to me? Or? Uh, no, there's not a lot of redoing, okay. even if they've come from like other Christian denominations because mm-hmm. the Catholic Church recognizes those baptisms too, right. right? It's not like, oh, you were baptized into like a separate yeah. thing. It was like, no, we're all Christians. Yeah. Um. So we have people coming who like maybe want to like follow the more catholic way hmm. and then they get confirmed or and the communion because like they haven't thought about okay, it in the right. same way we do um but we don't really re what is it called redo I, I guess like re we usually say like reaffirm yeah we don't we yeah. don't really do that not okay, that i know enough. of yeah do you think you guys would if someone wanted it like i don't know exactly okay, i think enough. it yeah i think they'd have to go on to like like this sounds so catholic of me church doctrine (laughs) on on it like have you been baptized before Mm because like we all like the community itself the whole thing reaffirms their baptism on easter yeah in the service like Mm -hmm. so it's not like you know i stood up in the front and then did Mm -hmm. it it's like the priest came out well the priest asked us like do you believe in blah 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 Mm -hmm. um and then once we were done saying that he went around with holy water so it's kind of like as a community we all do that every easter um and if I'm not mistaken, every baptism. Yeah, I think um, that makes sense. Like, I think we we all together sort of reaffirm our, our vows mm-hmm. at, when there's a baptism service. But mm-hmm. I also know, like, I do know people who later in life have gone back, like, as adults and been like, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I need to, like, Sort of, like, renewing their marriage vows. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't exactly know what the theology is on that. Like, because I yeah. know, yeah. Because I, I think, I mean, from a theological standpoint, I would argue that once you've been baptized once, you don't need to do it again. For sure, and yeah. And so doing it a second time would be mostly just for, like, your own, I guess, just so that you have that marker in your life, for right? For sure, yeah. Of, like, this is... You know, I'm getting baptized again because I mm-hmm. feel like I understand now. Yeah, yeah, ex- I understand exactly what I'm committing to. Yeah, I almost feel that with all my sacraments, I didn't really understand what I was committing to. Right, right. Like, um, well, up until I think three years ago, did I really understand? Like, okay, this is what this like actually right. means. Um, well, communion is a hard thing to wrap your mind around. Yeah, when you're young. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so um, I don't think though. Like, so I definitely felt that whole like, oh, what a loss! I didn't actually know what I was like doing and i wish i could like really confirm again Mm -hmm. but i think that like i get the chance to do that every sunday right you know where i get to be like yes i choose and believe this right so i don't so that that weekly reaffirmation means to you that like you don't really feel the need for like a ceremony ceremony. yeah Yeah, okay i get that i respect that yeah (laughs) yeah and there's also like we have a, a thing where like if you're ignorant about something like this is not a legal view. Let's just clarify this. If you're ignorant about something, then it's not really considered a sin. So let's say the example of like not knowing um, you're not supposed to accept the host when you've committed a mortal sin. Right. If you did, if you genuinely were not aware of that, it's not really a sin that you had done that in the past. But once you become made aware of that, Mm -hmm. you should, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, I've asked him about this because this is like within most Christian circles, Mm -hmm. um, or I don't know even know if that's true. I know for sure within my context, like in the Anglican Church, uh, the ba- the communion table is open to all who are baptized and confess Jesus. Yeah. And I know that in the 
Catholic Church, you have to be Catholic. Yeah. Not necessarily baptized Catholic, but like confessing Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. Well, I think Um, you'd have to be baptized too, right? Like, well, you have to be baptized, but you could have been baptized Anglican and then become a Catholic. Well, see, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, We believe that baptism in any Christian denomination is baptism. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, there's no, like, you know, Unitarian baptism yeah. and well, that's it's, it. It's but like but then, like even then, like a mm-hmm. baptized Anglican who identifies as Anglican cannot take communion at a Catholic service. No, and cause... so I asked him, like, if I did that by accident once, which I'm sure I did, <laughs> like, would would they be mad at me? And he was like, No, probably not. They they just would recommend you not do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, well, it's like, like yeah, the, it's enough. like yeah, it's that whole like you didn't know. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like you didn't intend to do yeah. something. It's not like I snuck in and was like, Ooh, I'm gonna. Well, unfortunately, people them. do that, right? Like, really? Yeah, a lot of there's a huge controversy of people like taking the host and like hiding it and doing like weird stuff to it later. Weird. Or like even like a more like innocent way where people will take it and then mm-hmm. have like they'll take it in their hands and then they'll break it and give some to their kid. Oh, okay. Which like I'm got I'm guessing like they don't know, but mm-hmm. we like this is more in my home parish where the priest has been like, "Look, like you can't really do that cuz right. it's like what we believe is like this is, you know, yeah. an actual body." Yeah. And and it, you need to have like the sacrament of like communion in order mm-hmm. to participate in it yeah. and you need to actually believe that that's what it is right so like if you don't have those things please like please respect yeah. you know our belief and don't do that and so yeah it's interesting like that that makes a lot of sense to me it's interesting that you said that there's like that that's actually a problem that happens a lot yeah like, yeah i mean i'd be you know i'd i would believe you if you told me like yeah like it happens a lot that people will do it because they don't know but it's interesting to think about people doing that intentionally and like maliciously. Yeah, like that yeah. seems like a weird. Yeah. Well, I just don't, yeah. I don't understand in the same way that like I wouldn't be malicious towards somebody else's like views, mm-hmm. especially if they were like, well now like the entire culture is quite secular right, and of course. atheist. And like, I totally respect people's beliefs and I think it goes down to like respect and love. Yeah. So if you're going to, you know, do that, that's really not okay with me. Cause yeah, that's at the end a, of the day, you're going out of your way to really disrespect people's fundamental. Yeah, beliefs. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Jesus and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> with this, I think this Welcome to been... our comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about theology. <laughs> no, but I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I talked about theology a lot today or religion. Like I was interviewed by um, one of the campus newspapers because they're doing okay. an article on like whether science is compatible with religion. Right. Um, and I always find that like such a weird topic because in my mind, I'm like, of course, you know, well, for those who don't know, like I'm studying neuroscience right, right now um, and I'm quite like liberal in some of my views and like I think about what I believe um, but I'll still have people either like write off my intelligence or, you know, they'll learn, they'll learn at like a more conservative view. Like let's, let's say on the topic of dating of right. mine and they'll be like, oh, like it sucks that, you know, you feel this need to like please your parents or something. And I, I look at them and I'm like, my parents literally could not care <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah. if I had a way more like quote unquote liberal view on this yeah. or, um, yeah, like it's definitely impossible that I, you know, I, I intelligently thought about this and thought about another way to go about it and right. decided what made me the most happy and what made me the most fulfilled and what was truest to my character and then chose the more conservative view. Yeah. No, definitely just brainwashed. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's it. Like, I uh, I mean, I have always wanted to wait till marriage yeah. before having sex. Um, initially, I wanted that just because my mom had me at 22 
And yeah. I was like, ooh, that's too young. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't intentional. I mean, she doesn't regret it, but mm-hmm. it was, I was an accident, right? Yeah. Um, and so, a happy accident. A happy accident. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a really good thing that had happened to me, but I wasn't trying. Exactly. Um, and I always said, okay, well, if, if my, you know, if it runs in my family to accidentally knock people up, then I should <laughs> probably. That runs you know, in people's families more than just yeah. as like a human thing that happens yeah exactly when you have sex with someone. Uh, but i was like if it happened to my mom it could happen to me so i should wait until i married and then once i you know came into the church i was like oh yeah also there are like religious reasons for this cool yeah so that's interesting that that started not as a, like a religious view mm-hmm. but as a like 100 percent foolproof birth control method because yeah. <laughs> it's the only one <laughs> it is the only thing that's 100 well mean, they teach like, that in school in sex ed they're like yeah. literally the only 100 percent method is don't have sex yeah don't have true. sex or you'll get pregnant and die <laughs> mean yeah. girl up in there <laughs> but yeah so so for me like in high school when people would be like oh like your church doesn't let you have sex before you're married i'm like well i mean the church it's not just that the church doesn't let me like the church suggests i don't i don't let myself mm-hmm. because i think that it would not be the best move for me well, i think there's a huge problem in religious education too mm-hmm. like i mean when i was young growing up i went to catholic school but i wasn't taught like, this is what we believe and why I was thought, taught this is what we believe. Right. Follow it. And it was yeah. kind of like, ah, uh, and it like I culminated and I guess grade nine was the last year I went to Catholic school. I went to an all girl school. And of course, the chaplain was this male dude who like came in with this list of like sexually what was permissible and not permissible in the church and like handed oh it out to us and was like, yeah, don't do this. They're sins. Do you still have that list? No, but oh. I just remember it being like straight out of a movie. <laughs> like, are you serious? Who are you? One, Man. like, hi, the one guy who works at our school yeah. who's like, really, this should be a female position because it is an all-girls school. Yeah. But like, two, like, why? And there was no why. It was just sort of like, yes and no. Like, oh yes, goodness. this is, and it was like, it was so weird, you know, and we were all like 13, 14. So yeah. it so it was also really kind of scarring, I guess, because I was like, well, like, don't tell me what to do. Because, of course, everybody reacted <laughs> of that course. way. Of course. Everyone's going to be like, OK, all the things on this list that say no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was more so like the entire. And he came in our science class. This is what I remember. Like, this was not a specially assigned time. Mm-hmm. This was like he was like making his rounds up at the school, had these flyers, and we were just like, really? Um, I would love to see like a Catholic school's list of what is and isn't okay. But like that, that in contrast to like at the Newman Center when like during supper one day, I just was like, you know, why don't like, why does the church say you're not supposed to live with someone before you marry them? Because that mm. literally makes no sense to me. Right. And I had like the campus minister like do a wonderful job about one saying, thank you for feeling like like it's fine to ask this question right. and not just sort of pretend that you believe this and then not believe it. Yeah. Um, two, let's talk about it. And I had like people say, oh, it spreads scandal. And me say, well, I don't really care about that. And, right. and well, then I had more yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and then I had more like um, more well, arguments given to me that, you know, I resonated with a little bit mm-hmm. more and it was a whole process that, but like ultimately what was good was the why was answered so well right and it was answered from like more conservative viewpoints by different people people who really didn't believe it it was it was great and i 
I really appreciate environments like that. And I think that now the faith is moving a lot more towards that. It's mm-hmm. less like you should follow this. More like, okay, well, this is what we teach and this is why we teach it. Do you yeah. want to follow it? Do you have any questions? Yeah. And I think that's so important. For sure. It's it's always important to be able to, like, whether it's in church or, like, in school or with family. Like, like literally anything you believe. Literally, yeah. Literally yeah. anything that, like, has any kind of, like, rules or guidelines imposed. It's yeah. important to be able to feel comfortable to ask questions. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think my, I was also sort of in the reverse situation, uh, in my like grade 10, I think class, we had, uh, we had our sex ed class, right? (laughs) And the teacher had brought in like wooden penises. Oh my God. Not even, not the typical bananas. Just like an actual model. Yeah. These were straight up wooden dildos. Just like art. (laughs) Was there like artistic license taken? You know, I didn't spend a lot of time examining the really detail. i'm disappointed <laughs> believe it they're or not. like a variety of size depictions no race they were all i remember like, i remember like thinking standard... they were all the same size they weren't massive but they were all bigger than mine and i was like hold oh. on a second <laughs> you were also in middle school <laughs> no i was like 15 okay yeah. i don't really know too much about like how when yeah. male anatomy stops i have no changing. idea um <laughs> 15 but they they were like but there were these like basically there were these big wooden penises and put the them teacher down. just put them down on the desks and there were like five or six of them going around the class and she started handing out condoms and i was like miss i don't really feel comfortable doing this and she's like okay you don't have to and i really appreciated that that's nice yeah well, it's, well with stuff like that especially like hi i don't want to do this okay yeah that's great like that's it. You still need to know that. Yeah. She was <laughs> like, can you, can you be in the room so that, you know, if you ever need one, you have at least watched someone put one on before? I'm like, I think I can do that. Yeah. But she did not require me to do it. It's like, okay. We never did that in my sex ed class. We, like, we never no. practiced with bananas or anything. And right. Like, well, if you went to a Catholic school, right? Oh, no. Well, this at this point, I went to um like a non-denominational okay. school. Um, and yeah, we never practiced that. Mm. We like, we learned about, well, I also think. Sex ed is an interesting conversation. I know in Ontario, the sex ed curriculum is changing and people are really like, this is promoting young children sleeping with each other. And I think it's kind of BS. Yeah, I think it's important to educate people on it. You can encourage them not to for certain reasons. Right. Um, Safety, religion, whatever. But like you should still teach them this like this is what this is. And in fact, like the states with the highest teen pregnancy rates are like all the southern states that don't teach sex ed and only teach abstinence only education and like Mm -hmm. that term should not have the word education in it because you're not educating people um and a good part of the curriculum too is like this whole consent section that's now part of sex ed then that was not taught to me when i was growing up no yeah me neither but like yeah things like it's okay to say no or like you can say no after saying yes Mm -hmm. or like if somebody, well, it's like that in, that graphic with the, uh, exactly, the tea, right? Yeah. If someone asks for tea and then falls asleep, don't give them tea. Yeah, Tom's yeah. referring to this really good graphic. I, who is it by? I don't remember. Yeah, but I want to say the oatmeal, but I don't think it is. No. But anyway, a really good infographic about how like consent is similar to tea, yeah. like asking for a cup of tea, and it takes the whole like you know sex out of it, so yeah. it makes it less like a. It makes it more approachable, right. I guess. And they don't mention sex until the very end when yeah. they're like, okay, now just, you know, f- replace, replace tea. tea with sex. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great. It's really good. And I find that, like, well, my whole generation was not educated on it. No, and I yeah. think I think now we're being educated on it in university. Like, mm-hmm. I planned Frosh or helped plan Frosh. Right. And um, we did a lot about consent education. We'd sat in on, like, 
a consent workshop, an equity workshop. And then we as peers like ran a workshop for all the leaders mm-hmm. and they were all like, thank you so much for like doing this to us. And then, you know, when unfortunately problems do arise, like it would be nice if it never happened, but it's better to be proactive than right. retroactive. When those unfortunate situations came up, we had people step in, we had people mm-hmm. check in with like, and we probably prevented a lot, which yeah. is awesome well that's it and i think i think it's really positive that like consent is being taught in schools now for sure like i was talking to my friend's kid who's at the the high school i went to and she was like she was the one who showed me that tea thing she was like this is really funny my teacher showed us this and i was like i'm really glad your teacher is showing yeah great job yeah well i find that um parenting in general now is so different than the way i was parented not that Mm. i was parented badly flips hair (laughs) fabulous (laughs) my parents are perfect (laughs) no they i will one i think they did a really good job Mm. i think they they did a good job of um teaching important values to me like like family values but also ambition success Mm -hmm. but not you know discounting your own desires like I think my parents did a really good job yeah you seem like a pretty Uh, like adjusted person thank you but I also think that like some like the ways I'm hearing people parent now I've never heard Mm -hmm. people do and these are all friends and I forget what it's called the the exact term but you know my friend and her is with her kid and I'm hanging out with them and her kid starts complaining and crying and instead of saying stop crying she goes why are you upset Mm mm-hmm and he's, you know, starts stomping his feet. And she says, well, we could either have a conversation or you continue to stomp your feet. If you would like to, though, we can talk about it and find a solution. Right. You know, the same way I would talk to, like, a drunk friend. Like, like, <laughs> well, because that's basically what kids yeah, are. Yeah, like, tiny, tiny, drunk, drunk people. This yeah. is in the whole meal, I think, for sure. Yeah. But, but, yeah, it was, it was like, it was so weird for me, but also great for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, sometimes the kid just continues to be a little bit annoying. And oh, I want to sure. be like, can you not? Like, <laughs> But I think that a progressive parenting, I guess, is yeah. the term. I think it's so, so amazing. Like, you know, when people talk to their kids, they're not like, how are you? You mm-hmm. know, you speak like you would to your friend. How are you today? Yeah. Tell me about your day. Yeah. Why did this make you upset? Or um, another, well, I, a, my friend with a kid also said that he started saying, this like weird song that uh, uh, clearly some like kid with mm-hmm. you know started singing in class and it was just about like sexy boobies or something right. like you know little boys except no not you know little boys like let's talk about this yeah. and so she sat down and was like okay well let's talk about the word sexy and what it means and what puberty is right. and kid is like five mm. but it's still good that she brought that up you yeah. know maybe he doesn't fully understand it yet but he's gonna remember when he's older like um, when he's also going to have this knowledge about it. Yeah, that's it. I think there there seems to be, it's becoming a more popular idea, this whole mm-hmm. thing of like, just being honest with your kids about stuff, letting yeah. them ask questions, asking them how they're doing, just kind of generally like more open dialogue between parents and kids. For than there sure. Used to be. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I was listening to another podcast and the theme was like, you'll understand when you're older. Right. And it started with these, this is This American Life, a little plug. <laughs> but um, Don't listen to I, them. Well, I, I don't <laughs> work for them, instead. I promise. I'm just obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> but also listen to Up for Discussion. Um, so yeah, this kid, he's like in the sixth grade, he's like, it's so frustrating. Like people, you know, I'll ask questions and like, what's puberty? And they'll be like, you'll understand when you're older. And I was listening to that horrified. Like mm-hmm. he, generally want, he genuinely wants to know what puberty is. Just yeah. be like, well, this is what puberty is. Yeah. They might not understand it. They might be freaked out. They might say, ew, gross, you know. But like they wanted to know. Yeah. So explain it to them. That's it. Like a friend of mine uh, has a, I think he's almost two now. 
maybe a little over two. I forget. He's two-ish. Mm-hmm. Two-ish. Um, yeah, he's two-ish. And apparently he asked her what sex was a little while ago. And she like just full out explained it to him. And by the time she was done explaining, he hit like she could see it in his eyes that he had decided he had no idea what she was talking about. <laughs> She's like, OK, cool. I had the talk. Mm-hmm. My two year old. It's done. <laughs> like, it's better than like, you know, when a mommy and a daddy love each other very much. Like that's not what sex is. Yeah, Sometimes it is. Sometimes. <laughs> but not, you know, yeah. that's not the definition. No, it, exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. Like I feel more like open culture is a lot better. Yeah. And then I mean, obviously it's hard for us to talk, right? As two, you know, single twenty somethings who don't oh have my kids God, yet. Thank but... goodness. You know, I'm the type of person that's like, Oh my god, your kid is so cute and I'll hold their kid in my hands. The kid is looking really cute. Um, laughing stuff like that mm-hmm. and then it'll like cry or poop or and you're like, like oh, I'm glad I'm not your parent yeah and I just <laughs> hand the child back at arm's length yeah. <laughs> goodbye yeah I get that I mean I like I have always liked kids yeah um, like I've always been good with kids since mm-hmm. I was in high school um but recently have started to appreciate babies oh and I'm I like oh it's a ticking clock before my system desperately wants one <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so recently my pastor's Got a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. He like, I guess that's not a baby anymore, but it's close enough. He's a toddler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, figured out what my name was a couple Aww. months ago. Uh, and it was so funny because I went over to their place like back in the fall mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, like, do you know what his name is? And the kid was like nodding. And they're like, can you say Tom? And he was like mouthing my name, but couldn't say it. Uh, and then all of a sudden in the middle of the winter, he started calling me Thomas. Aww. And I was like, probably saw the train somehow made the connection yeah. because of the same name you know that's quite cute uh, but yeah and then he would just like all, as soon as he realized what my name was he decided I was awesome and started like following me <laughs> and like calling out my name from across the room at church Aww. and stuff uh, and I was like oh this is great doesn't at all make me want to have a baby <laughs> <laughs> no for sure I'm like that too I've always loved kids I mm-hmm. love working with kids um yeah and and I love that now in our church and in my community I'm being mm-hmm. exposed to like children more like there was a oh it was maybe last year around winter and I was in plateau area Mm -hmm. and I walked by a playground with my friend and we just stopped and we were I was like oh my god it's a playground and she was like there are children in the city (laughs) because you're so McGill bubble right like all I did was hang out around campus like I never saw someone younger than 16 and someone older than 42 maybe I mean there is an elementary school like, like across, right? But like, yeah, yeah. But like encountered really, right, you know, right, yeah. in like the past couple of years. And, and also I didn't really walk by that elementary school. So it was right, mostly yeah. like you just are always hanging around young adults or. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's occasionally it's, old adults. Yeah. And it's it's weird to think of like even. It, well, that same moment happened to me this past weekend. I was mm-hmm. well, a couple of weekends ago. I was in um, Point Claire mm-hmm. at a church. Um and midway through, like, the door by the altar opened and just all these children came out <laughs> from catechesis. And I was just there like, oh, my God, children. Yeah. And, and I think it, I think it's really um, healthy. I think a lot of people our age tend to, like, my mom calls them yuppies. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, like, clump, like, young professional clump. Yeah. And, um, and I noticed that my spheres are getting a lot more like that as well, mm-hmm. too. Like, you know, I hang out with the grad students I'm in school. I hang out with the people from work. Mm-hmm. But I never see children. I right. never hang out with children. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily good for us. I think it's yeah. good to have a lot of exposure to lots of different uh, types of people, including ages. Yeah. Like, I think I think exposure to diversity is really important in life. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the dangerous thing about, like, student life is, like, mm-hmm. you, you just are surrounded by students. <laughs> 
Like you need to like branch out a little more. And I think that's where churches can be helpful, right? Mm -hmm. Because not only do you meet people who like are doing different things from what you're doing, Mm -hmm. but you're also meeting like a wider range and it's sort of like a family kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. You have this like really important thing in common. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I sure. I always love like I'm usually at the back of the church working the soundboard or like being yeah. on standby in case the people who are working the soundboard are having issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and like of course, you know, like maybe 5 minutes before communion starts, there's just the doors at the back swing open and like a rush of kids. <laughs> and it's always great because it's so disruptive, but like we, so <laughs> we just keep going with the service and we're like, yeah, yeah, like they need to like know that like it's totally fine for them to be here. Like, oh, for, that's my big one of my no, I have a lot of pet peeves, but one of my biggest pet peeves is when people are rude to children and babies in church. Yeah. Like, what are you doing right now? Yeah. Um, or, you know, a baby will be crying and someone will be like rolling their eyes. Like, mm-hmm. are you serious right now? It's a baby. They're yeah. crying. Just deal with it. That's like, it. Like, I'll usually like look, but mostly just because I'm curious. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I wonder what's up with that baby. You know, and you can, <laughs> like, you can tell the parents are kind of like, oh, gosh, like, no, yeah. not right now. But like, yeah, and we had a we had a kid running up and down the aisle on Easter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mom was like, oh, my gosh, sorry. And I was like, don't be sorry. That was great. This kid is excited about Easter. Yeah. And I, I could tell like some people were kind of like, you know, that lady should have kept that child in her uh-huh. lap. Like, no. OK, no. we're <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Like my uh, like my pastor has two kids, right? Mm-hmm. And like one of them is two, and the other is four, I think. Yeah. And so they'll like, they're both pretty all over the place. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and he's totally fine. You know, he'll be he'll be like starting communion, and the two year old will run up and like you know yeah. be next to him, and he's just like, yeah, okay, I'm just gonna keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think really um, valuing the children in our community is important. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And valuing the old people, too. Oh, that's I mean, another thing, too. Yeah. 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 I, I I feel like I want to start volunteering in, like, a, like a home or something. Mm-hmm. I, I never see old people, either. Yeah. Like, I never see... That's the thing. I didn't even remember to talk about them. Mm-hmm. It's so sad, but... Like, if I didn't go to church, I would probably not be exposed to old people. Yeah. Well, I, there are hardly any old people in my church, because mm-hmm. it's right by, like, the student center, and so I hardly see them. Right, right. But I know... I'm, and, like, I think, I think old age homes are, like... It's so nice when groups of young people go there because mm-hmm. it's really one giving back to like a generation and two like you know it's often quite lonely and I find mm-hmm. that a lot of people maybe don't have a lot of family coming. Yeah. And, um. Yeah. I th- I think that's something I definitely want to do more. Mm. But yeah, it's important to be diverse. <laughs> no, I well I say this too. Like, oh, sorry. Okay. I I grew up in uh, Toronto, right, and now I live in Montreal. Mm-hmm. So like, two of the most diverse cities in the world, right? Yeah. Like, not just North America, like worldwide, super diverse. Yeah. Um, but you know, and I can't even imagine growing up in a really rural area where mm-hmm. like there's a super homogenous community. Like, yeah. I just, I think I need the diversity growing up. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I knew a guy who uh, I had a former roommate who was from like rural Ontario mm-hmm. and he came here and was like, yeah, I didn't see I didn't see any black people till I was 18. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, crazy to move. you're 19 now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or just like, I don't know. I, I don't think that or I think you can get diversity if you're if you're in those smaller areas by like mm-hmm. engaging in different types of media, like for sure. Learning about the world, learning about like different religions, learning like I think that's really really important because mm-hmm. when you grow up in kind of like a a like closed mindset, it's it's hard to you know not form these biases or yeah. like I think the world would be a lot better if we all just engaged in diversity more. Yeah, absolutely. Or you know travel somewhere one year 
Like yeah. that's more diverse. Yeah. That's one thing I want to start doing more is traveling. I uh, I tend to not be able to eat a lot of time off work. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about so it. I'll just, yeah. <laughs> so I'll just be like, you know, okay, I guess I'll take a weekend off here and there. And, you yeah. Know, take like a Friday and a Monday so that yeah. I can, you know, have a long weekend. But yeah. Yeah. Where are you thinking of traveling to? Well, I went to Halifax in February, Ooh. which was awesome, but yeah. also a huge mistake. Don't go to Halifax in February. Oh, yeah. That seems... Did it your was, eyelashes freeze? You know, it was actually warmer there than it was here that oh, weekend yeah but the day that we were supposed to fly back the uh, plane the plane was oh like, my god there was a Canadian snowstorm winter. that afternoon so yeah. like just don't fly within canada during the winter basically yeah i learned <laughs> yeah i learned that lesson too when I, I had like dropped a mini egg i had a flight home i will pick that up after <laughs> I, I had a, a flight back to mcgill um and i i needed to be like at class that day right. and i went to the airport and <laughs> She's like, yeah, everything is grounded. Everything yeah. is covered in ice. And I said, okay, but I have a lab later today. She was like, that's nice. Everything is grounded. <laughs> everything is covered in ice. So yeah, this year I took the train back and it was so much nicer. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like we ended up, our flight was canceled and the replacement flight oh, that they I tried to give us. Oh, I saw this Facebook post of yeah. yours. Did you end up taking the bus? We took a 19 hour bus trip. Oh my God. The worst part is that if Is Halifax bus, like, 19 hours? Not by car probably. Not by, well, it's 19 hours. By bus, um, that's stops in other places yeah but we only stopped for like maybe an like maximum an hour in each place okay so it's still like a 16 hour drive but the mm-hmm. thing is if you cut through maine it's like 10 hours uh-huh. but because it's a bus they don't assume that everyone's got passports right so, so they have to go US. around canada yeah yeah and i was like damn i've never wanted to go to maine before <laughs> <laughs> during that bus trip i was like i wish we could go to oh maine. that's so funny no i was looking at a map today because i really want to go to gaspe right um which is like this beautiful region in Quebec by mm-hmm. the water. We can go whale watching. Um, but the border is so weird over there because mm-hmm. Maine comes up really high. Yeah. In Maine Canada. is in a weird place. Yeah. And then Canada has this like weird peninsula that kind of goes like up and out and it mm-hmm. goes over like New Brunswick. But it's still, is that part still Quebec? I think so. I don't even know, honestly. But it's super weird. You're like, yeah. there are three things that are, and the borders are so weird. That's and just why I like the states. Because it's mostly a grid. Like squares. Like, yeah. Like the oh states are, they're like a little bit different. You know, some of them are like trapezoids or whatever. <laughs> but they're, they're kind of laid out, except for New England. But yeah. You know, that's well, just I mean, a the, mess. the like West is pretty, you know, square. Yeah. Looking. And then you get to Ontario and Quebec, and it's just like, nope, we will claim all this. Yeah. I, I So you bring up a good point about traveling in Canada because, mm-hmm. like, well, I consider myself a, a pretty well-traveled person. I've gone to right. lots of continents. I've gone to Asia quite a bit. Um, I've been to South America, like, Europe. And then I just, like, haven't seen Canada at all. Right, right. And I realized this really recently, and that's why, like, listening to the Vinyl Cafe, they do these shows in, like, different towns in right. Canada, and they'll often give, like, a little, like, spiel about the town, and it's very beautiful, and... It just, you know, I want to see Canada. So, right. um, yeah, up until this summer, the furthest west I'll have been is St. Catharines, Ontario. Wow. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I speak as someone who lived in Vancouver for six years. Right? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. And then the furthest east I've been is Quebec City. Right. So uh, this summer um, I was planning on going to Europe, but mm. for various reasons couldn't. However, I'm going out west. Nice. I'm going to be in Calgary um Kelowna Vancouver um and I'm really gonna like see whether I enjoy it and I think maybe if I need to move anywhere um after I get my degree I probably would consider moving out west Mm -hmm. um I've 
anyway, I, I don't know. People were just always like, this is your, like Vancouver is so you. You'd like Vancouver. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. well, right now I live by the mountain. I say mountain liberally. It's like a large hill. <laughs> I mean, but it's a mountain. It's, yeah. I mean, I guess the whole city is on the mountain. So yeah. we see it less as one. But, you know, you call it a mountain and then people from like Vancouver right. are kind of like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> Little anthill of yours. <laughs> your mountain is smaller okay, than I my don't know why I building. gave them a southern accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm I'm really excited to see that. And then mm-hmm. I want to do like an East Coast trip. I kind of want to go up north as well to mm-hmm. like Nunavut, right. Callaway and see um, see that part of Canada. Because like, I don't know, I consider myself so Canadian and I <laughs> I, I really feel Canadian. You right. know, I spend my summers at the cottage canoeing and like watching I mean, your outfit mother. today is super, super Canadian. Canadian. I'm wearing like ripped jeans and a plaid top. <laughs> and a Toronto Dominion t-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, but I like so Canadian, but then I haven't seen mm-hmm. most of my country. So. I feel that. That's why I wanted to go to Halifax because I realized sure. I'd never been east of like Magog. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even like, know where okay. Magog is. Magog is like Magog. two hours east of Montreal. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I was like, I should go to like yeah. the Maritimes. Yeah. And was, Halifax is awesome. I've heard. Yeah. I've heard. I've heard yeah. Halifax is also very me as well. Like yeah. basically Halifax or Vancouver is like an They're next. like completely different cities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they're they're both really nice. And yeah, they both have like harbors little, and stuff. Which I was is, gonna say yeah, some of that sea. Yeah. I really I really like living by the water. Yeah, me too. Like Montreal is sort of by the water. Sort it's of. just by the water enough that I'm okay with living here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, so now I, I have uh, I have a wedding that I want to go to in Ireland next summer. Oh, beautiful! Um, and then that's another trip I'd like to do. Really yeah. see the UK. Well, my roommate went to Ireland like a couple weeks after I went to yeah. Halifax. He paid the same price. Okay, that's that's the thing. <laughs> I hate what the traveling hell? in Canada. Yeah, flying in Canada is ridiculous. Like, yeah. okay, so I understand getting to BC is a six-hour flight. Yeah, you know, you could get to another continent in six hours if you that's went it. the other way. Yeah. However, it is within Canada. Yeah. Why am I paying this much? It's ridiculous. It's so bad. And yeah. Um, I mean, and he went to Halifax. He went across the pond and That's stuff. It. Like, like uh, the trip to Halifax. And granted, we were also like, I also count the hotel room in that price. Okay. And he was not paying for a hotel. Right. But so like my round trip, including like pretty nice hotel, yeah. was like 700. Okay. And he paid that for a round trip to Ireland That's and insane. then just stayed where his girlfriend was. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's that, that would have been a better use of my money probably. Oh my gosh. But it's good to know that like if I go to that wedding next summer, it won't be that crazy, right? Yeah, well it was I think WestJet came out with all these ridiculous flight prices mm-hmm. from Canada to the United Kingdom yeah. for like six hundred round trip. Yeah. And I paid like six hundred one way to Calgary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. I yeah. remember I paid I I had an eighteen hundred dollar round trip to Vancouver last year. Oh my god, uh, that hurts me so much. Yeah, it was brutal. Eighteen hundred? Yeah. What? <clears throat> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, uh, it's because there were there were a lot of like stopovers, and I yeah. was getting like the I can't sit in like normal plane seats. My legs are too big. So you did. So I get like the flex seats or whatever, which are an extra like uh, fifty bucks per trip. Well, why don't you just pay for um, a one way? Sorry, um, like a direct flight. Uh, there were just there weren't any good options. Really? Yeah, okay. like the the cheapest options that I was getting were all like multiple flights. And it was like yeah. this is ridiculous. I hate layovers. Oh, I can't so stand any. Although so, I had a nice layover in the Calgary airport. Ooh, the Calgary airport is really nice. When you go really? to Calgary, you should like hang out in the airport for a bit. Yeah, well, I'm gonna be dropped off in the morning of mm-hmm. um, in like on the way back, so mm-hmm. at the airport. So I'll probably 
They cool. have like they have a Chili's, they have an arcade, Ooh. they have like fossils in the floor. It's a pretty cool <laughs> place. I like it. I think good airports are really important to me. I love Pearson. It's got Wi-Fi. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not much going on there. Oh, there's tons of restaurants and okay. shopping. I was it's only at Pearson huge. for like 20 minutes. Okay, so. no, the whole thing is like a mega city. It's okay. crazy. Um, but yeah, I can't stand crap airports. Yeah. Especially like, when like, you're doing layovers, like five hour layovers yeah. and you're just like, well, great. <laughs> I would not want to be on a layover in like Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Really? Like our airport Oh, sucks. yeah, no, our airport does suck. <laughs> our airport terminal also feels like the Toronto City Island Airport. Like, yeah. well, the Toronto City Island Airport is great. It's got that lounge with mm-hmm. the complimentary tea and coffee. And I just but, always find it feels like a hospital waiting room. Like, oh, <laughs> like, it's kind of apt, actually. Yeah, like it, yeah. it just feels sterile. Everybody's and, like, unhappy. Gross. People yeah. don't really want to be there. Yeah. But, but like, no, the but Calgary I, one's so nice. Oh, and then I, the great. other one that I went to was like, well, Halifax Airport is okay. Um, yeah. But then the uh, if you ever have opportunity to go to the Comox Airport in BC, <laughs> okay. which is this tiny airport, I think it only flies in and out of Calgary, um, mm-hmm. but it services a lot of like the island instead of Vancouver. Okay, cool. Uh, if you ever have opportunity to go to Comox Airport, yeah. it's adorable. Aww. It's the size of my apartment. <laughs> it's so small. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I really want to do a lot of exploring in BC. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to go back because I can't fit it. Well, because right. we're just in BC for a couple of days. Oh, yeah. You'll need more but, time than that. Oh, yeah. I want to, you know, do the forest and yeah. <laughs> the mountains and the sea. And I will definitely on this trip, I want to try surfing. Um, mm. My dream is to like. You can go to Tofino or? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah I'm just kind of, kind of be like, hey, West Coast friends. Yeah. <laughs> do let's do the things because <laughs> yeah, I have enough. no idea that's but, the best way to do it just find people that you know there yeah exactly well I don't think I'd travel anywhere where I didn't know people like mm-hmm. well now I have a friend in Ireland so um nice. yeah. like I'm probably gonna go visit her while she's there yeah um yeah and I, I know friends that do the same thing with me right mm-hmm. they're like oh yeah I'll definitely come up from Montreal they stay with me we have yeah. a ton of fun like I'm kind of an expert on the city now mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. what <laughs> that, like the thing about Montreal is that like like I have, I've had people ask me like, "Oh, what is there to see in Montreal?" I'm like, I can really just recommend you food, but oh, I can recommend you hella food. Because <laughs> I mean, as a as a native Montrealer, right? Like, yeah. Like you kind of take things for granted. Like for I sure. don't really care that much about the mountain or the old port or anything. I'm yeah. just kind of like, no, no. You want you want a real Montreal experience? Let me take you to this dumpling place. Yeah, exactly. Well, I feel like I'm at the point now where you could tell me like exactly what you're looking for on your Montreal mm-hmm. trip, and I will be like like the best version of Yelp that I yeah. can be. Like, yeah. I think you've got, you've got that nice balance of having lived here long enough that you like know yeah. where things are, but having not, not, grown, not up grown up here, here. Yeah. for sure. And also getting out of the student bubble. Like when my mm-hmm. friend, my friend who's in Ireland now, she visited me for about a week. Um, and I, t- we hung out mostly in the plateau in mile end, mm-hmm. um, which is not in the student area. Yeah. Well, not around McGill at least. It's still pretty um, studenty though. Yeah. But, um, like you know, a lot of the things there are very local, artisan. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, there's there are Starbucks, so it's a little bit gentrified. But you yeah. know, there are also amazing Montreal coffee shops. Yeah, um, with like local, organic, fair trade, all that great stuff. So uh, we we went and hung like hang out there most of the time. Right, and um. She was like, why didn't we hang out here more as students? And I was like, because McGill bubble. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, being a student somewhere. So now I'm, I'm, I say student, I'm still a student, but I'm a grad student. It's a yeah. little bit different. That's so. it. You're, 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 you're a young, unmarried professional. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of an adult. You're kind of a yuppie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, oh my God, I am a yuppie. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's really, 
it's really good to branch out. And mm -hmm. I find that you just don't have the time to do that when you're an undergrad or totally. even people who are doing like a course based masters. Like I'm doing a thesis based ones. I'm in the lab. I'm at home. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I have one course, but I also have time to like, you know, like go through the VPN network and like be in a cafe while I work or right. do stuff like that. And it's great. And I think that it's made a big difference in my life and also staying in Montreal for a summer. Mm -hmm. So we talked a lot about traveling, but right. um, this summer, this past summer, I stayed in Montreal and it was one of the best summers of my life. Yeah, yeah. And it was one, Montreal is the best city in the world in the summer. And yeah. I say that like fully knowing that there are a lot, like a lot of older cities or a lot, like, you know, cities with these cool languages and whatever. No, Montreal knowing is the best that Los city. Angeles exists. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like Los Angeles is pretentious. This yeah. is just my opinion of it. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Or there are probably parts of the city that are pretentious at least. Yeah. I had a friend who, I don't remember what for, but a friend of mine was like, I want to go to LA like this summer or next summer. Uh -huh. And I was like, I'd do that. Oh yeah, just I think, go to LA for the summer. Yeah, I think she just wants to go to LA. She go to LA food. for the winter. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. get out of here for the winter. Yeah. <laughs> this year we <laughs> were it. blessed, and I still hated it. Yeah. I was just like, oh. This has been like the most mild winter, but I still constantly find myself being like, and I want it to be over. Oh my gosh, that snow that came back. <laughs> yeah, the what worst the fuck part was that? about oh, so we we had like a brief spring, or we're currently having a brief one, mm -hmm. and we never get spring in Montreal. Yeah. It's just like snow, more snow, more snow. It's kind of warm, more snow. It's kind of warm, and everything melted but it's cold now and now it's all ice yeah. more snow um oh, man. and then one day it just kind of all melts and then it's summer and you're like when did that happen yeah. but yeah this year we've i give been... it two more weeks before i'll believe it oh this year we've been having a bit of a spring but then mm -hmm. again some days it'll be like snowstorm 15 yeah. inches yeah and... last week there was a day when i was getting pelted with hail it was, was like horrible. what's happening yeah. and then the next day it was like oh 15 yeah degrees. and also like <laughs> april showers but no none no april shower it's I don't like want that dense. i don't care about mayflowers it's, it's just <laughs> dense misty and cold and yeah. gross and you just everybody gets sick and you hate everything yeah but yeah the summer in montreal is the best and when it rains in summer too it's still great because mm -hmm. it's warm outside and it's yeah. I, I love it so I'm much. I'm like, I'm warming up to rain. I used to really hate Me when anything too, fell actually. from the sky. This I'm is like, really funny. Yeah. I hated precipitation yeah, so right? much. Well, I, I liked snow up until January. Um, <laughs> you know, snow for Christmas is kind of a necessity when you mm -hmm. grew up in Canada. Right. Um, but yeah, debatable. I like not if you're I like NBC. Better, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I miss my slushy Christmas. Oh, like no. this year's Christmas here this was like. This was so gross. It was it weird. Was awesome. It was green. It was green. And I don't want to see the grass. Nope. Uh, I thought it was perfect. No. Yeah. no for me, like, a, like it looks like a Christmas postcard and I'm happy. Right. So I hated this year's Christmas weather. Um, Speaking of Christmas postcards. Oh my gosh. Their Christmas postcard was so much. It was great. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed your Venn diagram. It was one side was podcast hosts and then it was like not podcast hosts. And then I was in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause, and we need, we haven't like addressed this on the show, but like right when you signed up for your French classes was the day I was going to uh, ask you to become a regular host. And I, I was like, know. no, he was like, Oh, are you free during this time? And I was like, actually, no, I'm in these intensive French classes. And he's like, wonderful. I'm really happy for you Sadness. and your French knowledge. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, and, that, and, yeah, yeah, that's it. Cause I was like, we had talked about it, like me, Tim and Simon and we're like, yeah, like Desiree would be great for this. Cause we'd had you on so many times already. Yeah. And I was like, we should just make it official. And then like literally the day that I was going to ask was the day that you told oh, us about the classes. And I was no. like, Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't really work out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think 
Um, Offers on the table when you eventually finish doing your French classes, obviously. Yeah, I I really want the French classes um, Mm -hmm. because people who are late language learners probably, you feel me. It's really hard. You know, it always feels like I'm doing math and I just need, it's it's more so the input that I get more Mm -hmm. than, honestly, I think like we go through the grammar and stuff and I think it's kind of BS. I'm like, when I'm really talking to someone, am I going to be like, oh, what tense is this verb? It becomes intuitive. uh, Yeah, I just sort of know, right? And I think a big first step was, oh, I've started thinking in French. And then I couldn't think back in French that day. I was like, oh, no, switch back, switch back. But <laughs> but now, no, truly, when someone speaks French, I notice I have to like take a little bit of effort. But then when I start thinking in French, then I can speak to them really well. Mm-hmm. If I'm speaking in English or if I'm thinking in English still, I'm always translating back and forth. And then I sound like, you know, a preschooler. <laughs> yeah, um, but that happens. Yeah. And you, might, you might always sound a little bit like a preschooler sure. just as an um, Anglophone. Yeah, like. well, my accent apparently yeah. is quote unquote adorable, which I find patronizing. <laughs> yeah, that is patronizing. You should but, punch those people. Uh, but um, um, it's also to the confidence, mm-hmm. uh, 100%. Like now I know when I'm speaking, I'm making mistakes and I'm using the wrong tense. And I think the masculine thing is a feminine thing, even though mm-hmm. it's a masculine thing, even though it doesn't have any genitals, it's and just like, a table. It doesn't matter because gender is fluid or whatever. <laughs> progressive parenting progressive grammar (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um so i i like realize i'm making mistakes and i'm aware of them but i also know that the people listening to me understand that i'm clearly not a french speaker and can understand what i'm saying and they don't really care yeah and then i know next time like what the what the word is or what the Mm -hmm. sentence is so it's gotten a lot better um yeah but but to any um late language learners i'd say advice one really like seek out immersive input like Mm -hmm. get like you know start listening to the radio following um like watching movies i'm gonna start reading children's books in french um and then eventually work my way up to reading the whole harry potter series in french this is a plus because harry potter is the best thing ever (laughs) and also french um and then confidence like Mm -hmm. really just don't care about looking silly as soon as you start speaking confidently I, I say this to people who yeah. are talking about like wanting to like get better at singing. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, so once you've gotten past like, like if you can carry a tune. Yeah. I wouldn't say this to someone who's tone deaf, but if you can <laughs> carry a tune, the the next thing you need to do is just be confident. And it's the yeah. same thing with language. You just For need sure. to speak confidently. Yeah. And well, like, I find yeah. yeah, I find the singing thing totally too because I always so I I've never thought I had a bad voice, but I would always make fun of it kind of, right. and I would never sing in front of people loudly. Like mm-hmm. I you know let my voice kind of fall into the background. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I would sing loudly when I was home alone in the shower, things yeah. like that. And then I, I started singing quite a lot during church. And I really realized I was like, oh, my voice is not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not going to pursue a musical career, but it's right. pretty good. But you have nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I started singing. And then, you know, on Easter, we were all kind of jamming at mm-hmm. like Tim's house. Yeah. Um, and like for one of the songs I was like I was singing alone and then I realized I was getting embarrassed and I kept faltering and I you know I kept saying oh I never sing alone um so I need to get over that next but Mm -hmm. yeah you're right the analogy between like just singing and learning a language is so good just like you know be confident seek out opportunities yeah yeah that's it like I want to I told myself that in 2016 I would like become at least like basically fluent like yeah. in Spanish. Cool. Because uh, that's something I've always wanted to do. Sure. And I was like, you know what? Why not? Yeah. Uh, it is almost April and I have not started yet. Oh, no. But, it, but, <laughs> but like, I, I'm yeah. going to. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, I think Duolingo, that app, that's is what I've heard. so helpful. And just like on the bus or stuff, I'll be like, Duolingo lesson number three. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't explicitly teach you like this is where the verb does. Mm-hmm. It sort of just shows you an example and then you yeah. kind of know it. It's which people are like, immersive. oh, yeah, I feel like you should. No. 
Oh no, because you just learn. Yeah. You, you just figure it out in your head and you're like, oh, that's what that, yeah, I understand exactly. what the thing is doing now. But yeah, um, Duolingo, watching like like TV in Spanish yeah. with English subtitles initially and then switching to Spanish subtitles and then eventually getting off subtitles. Right. It's like a good progression. And What I find the hardest in French still is audio, like people on the phone mm-hmm. or like my podcast. Like right. it's so hard because you can't lip read yeah. and you don't get gestures. Yeah. And you're really like, I don't like, and you can't put subtitles on, right? Like you get no visual cues. Yeah. So I find that the hardest. Um, <clears throat> But I think that's like in any language probably going to, yeah. be the hardest um but yeah i want to learn spanish too my goal is like pretty much functionally fluent in french mm-hmm. and then you and then know, once you've got french start on intermediate spanish, spanish. but french yeah. and spanish are quite similar so yeah. you'll be good i think for sure that's it like i'm not too worried yeah it's mostly just a matter of actually getting around to it like there's <sighs> a lot of stuff that i if i if i listen to someone yeah you know and they're not speaking ridiculously fast then i like i start to be able to parse stuff out for like, sure you know. also immersive if you could like piece yeah. out to Mexico or something for a little bit. Yeah, well, <laughs> conveniently, my, my employee speaks Spanish fluently. Oh, cool. I mean, it's like a fourth language for him. But yeah. Like he's, he knows Spanish. his vocabulary is really good. That's so awesome. There's that at least. Yeah. Yeah. So we're almost done. Yeah. Oh, well, this has been fun. Indeed. We've Thanks segued again. quite a bit. Oh, no problem. Sorry, I'm really stuffy and clumsy. It's so okay. I'm like, super tired today, too. Uh, awkward noises and coughing and sniffling, but nevertheless. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think people understand, like, it's it's just after Easter. We're exhausted. Yeah. Tim can't be here because he's, like, last minute cranking out a video. Oh, for sure, Simon yeah. Simon can't be here because I forget what he said, but he's busy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I'll do this. And then I was like, I'm going to be really tired. And then I was like, oh, I'm hanging out with Desiree on Tuesday. Oh, I'll see if she amazing. can do this. <laughs> Guys, we're going to get Indian food now. Be jealous so of excited. us. I've never had good Indian food in Montreal. So oh. well, hopefully this place like, lives up to your expectations. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. high standards. Yeah. Torontonian standards. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not just like I'm actually Indian standards. Just <laughs> Torontonian standards. Well, no, like I don't eat Indian at home, right? Like right, we right. eat going food. Yeah. But the Indian food in Toronto, ooh. Yeah. Even the Chinese food, like I have Chinese food here and I'm like, right. mm. oh, there's a good Chinese place across the street, too. We'll ooh. do that next time. Yes, yeah. we will. Well, well thank it's been you great, guys. guys. Uh, yeah. Thanks again for coming. Like I said, oh, anytime you're free, <laughs> let me know. Um, and uh, yeah, if you guys like the show, you can go to patreon.com slash up for discussion to support us financially. Do it. Uh, even donating as much as a dollar a month would be super helpful. Um, you can join the fine ranks of wonderful people like Nathan and Patrick and Joanne. Amazing. Uh, who together pay enough for us to host the show on SoundCloud. Wow. Hey. Uh, and then, yeah, if we get more donations, maybe we'll have a website. Maybe we'll have some merch. Maybe and we'll, perks. you know, be able to stop maybe you, can, you know doing other jobs <laughs> we can just maybe quit you can our jobs. come for indian food with us yeah totally maybe. <laughs> um yeah so uh remember to follow us on twitter and things at uh, down with talking i'm at tom zalat and i uh, desiree is not on twitter no but instagram at desiree d'souze there we go and uh yeah you don't need to turn on post notifications <laughs> <laughs> oh my god let's not get into that <laughs> bye bye love you guys